The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and the sound effects are the best anywhere ever on planet Earth because they come from Captain Chris. So anything less than that, you can just look to him for that. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I don't think anybody has to even turn the news on anymore to know. Yeah, we're in a countdown now, aren't we? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're kind of like just sitting around going, I like being a sponge. I get to absorb. But we should be a little bit more proactive. Don't just be reactive. Be proactive is the idea. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I don't know. Just let me think. No, no. I don't have a job. I mean, that's why I have a radio show. Perfect. And then uh, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Have you ever gone through the process where somebody you know, relative, maybe a son or something like that, and you know they're going through a process and they share it with you, and you know you have the answers, but you also know it's not always wise to always give the answers. Have you ever gone through that experience? I bet you have. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, it could be about anything. It could be a question about, you know, why do we have an Old Testament? Why do we have a New Testament? It could be a question on, you know, why is it Donut Day? And my re- my real re- response is, why not? Why not? Donut day. Free donuts today for a lot of places. That's pretty good. Uh, bottom line to all of this is we want you to be able to reach out to us. If you want to call us, you can do that. If you want to text us, you can do that. If you want to email us, you can do that. If you want to jump up and down on a pogo stick and hope we get the reverberation of the sound, we will you know, be there for you. We won't hear it, but we'll be there for you. Call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like having air conditioning that actually works and is refreshingly cold in the state of Texas. And then you will be... Just going to move on from that one. 
<laughs> just don't even want to just like keep moving, Dave. Keep moving. Why were you up at 3 a.m.? <clears throat> Anyhow, you can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And then you can email us, David at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. We're gonna send you up to the website. Couple of things to tell you real quickly. Uh, Aunt Deb has sent out the brochures, so you should be, I don't, they probably won't get there today, but you'll be getting brochures soon, so that's really good. The other thing to tell you is if you didn't get or order any brochures, get some. They're free. We won't charge you. We're not going to sit there and sell your name on a list. Okay, we might put it up on a billboard in the middle of downtown Dallas with all your personal inf- Okay, we won't do that either. Primarily because I couldn't afford a billboard. The bottom line is you go to the website. You can fill out the information on the little form that says Ambassador's Initiative, and we'll send you brochures. Nothing to it. There's just nothing more. It's not complex. And we tell you in the video how to use the brochures. Pretty much you wrap them up with a rock, and then you put a little string around them, and you throw them in. No, no. You just go with them as the Lord leadeth thee. That's the goal. And also on the website is a place to give. You want to know why that's important? That's why. Because if we don't get funds in, that's about what you're going to hear. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I still like that. I just can't tell if that's Wiley Coyote falling. Is that what you think? Is that what that is? Okay. That was a good guess then, right? Not bad. Uh, We're going to open up with a prayer for Thanksgiving. We want to give praise for some of the things that have been going on in our audience. Fantastic things. So you guys remember we we were praying for a young lady named Avery Rice, and she has uh, – she's, you know, up and down, up and up, but she has – I guess miraculously in the last day or two, just done substantially better. We've been praying for as an audience. We've been praying for many people. We're praying for Gary. We're praying for Ace. We're praying for Mary. We're praying for Deborah. We're praying for Susie. We're praying for Joanne. There's all these people that we want the Lord to touch. And here's the key in that. You keep praying. You keep knocking. You keep knocking. That's what you do. You just keep on knocking. So let's offer a prayer of thanksgiving and uh, just to maybe just to double our efforts in prayer. So let's pray real quickly. Father, we come before you right now and we give you thanks and praise because everything you're doing in our lives is awesome. We don't even get what you're doing in our lives, but we know that your intent towards us is one that comes from a basis of love. And we want to thank you for the progress that Avery's making. We want to thank you for the progress that all of the people we know are making. And we want them, Lord, to be blessed and touched and strengthened by you. And we are asking you to continue to pour out your grace into their lives. We're going to keep knocking just like you taught in the Word. We're going to keep knocking until the door is opened. Please, Lord, by your grace and mercy, Touch these people in their physical needs, in their spiritual needs, in their emotional needs. Reach into their hearts and fill those hearts with joy and with grace and mercy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, that's how we rock and roll. We got somebody that uh, call, is calling in. Just a comment, question, pizza. Oh, that's all right. All right, fine. Send them on over. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
Hello. Hey, David. Good afternoon. This is Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm so close to being done with this last class, and that's nothing but defense. <laughs> that's all I know. This <laughs> is so close. It's so nice. Close. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're so in football terms in the red zone. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I'm in the red zone, and we're kind of like, uh, uh, it's like you got in the red zone. We're about the 13 yard line with uh, four yards for a first down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty nice. good. Yeah. What's happening, my brother? Hey, so a little bit of a follow up from my call last week, and, and, uh, and somewhat of a good segue from, from your prayer. Um, so I know that in, in scripture it says, um, and obviously I'm not going to quote it because I don't, I don't know it, but I'm paraphrasing. It says that even, you know, in all the time praise, right? And like all the time. So I'm trying to get my head around, you know, the people in Uvalde, the people in Buffalo, the people in, in Tulsa, uh, even here locally, whenever someone's at a funeral right now, someone lost their job, um, they're down and out. How, how can you still praise? How, how can you still, you know, give thanks? Got it. And, That's uh, a great if you question. Put, if you can put some some clarity to that and, yeah. and steer me in the right way, I'd appreciate it. Have a great weekend, David. I love what you do, and, and keep at it, my friend. Thank All right. You. God bless you, brother. Thank you. All right. Another fantastic, phenomenal question. Okay. So one thing that I think the one thing that Sergio should do, I don't know if he'll ever do this or not, but he should write down all these questions that he comes up with because he's searching things out and trying to figure out. And that question he just asked is one of the grandest, most difficult ones for people to deal with. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to give you some kind of scripted answer. Nothing like that. We're going with the wind, what the scripture says and what the spirit leads and the, the best we can. Here's the bottom line. Humanity rebelled against God. When the earth was created, God had put Adam and Eve in the garden. Now, every one of us comes from Adam and Eve. you got to understand the connection. They are your relatives. There's no way around it. You know, I understand people are like, oh, no, it all comes from an amoeba. And then the amoeba got to this stage, and then uh, there was a one of them and another one of them, uh, person A and person B, and they got together and had person C. All right, so person A is Adam and person B is Eve. Fine. Okay, in other words, it's not the, you don't even have to have that argument. It's like, okay, that's not the issue. It's that in that process, God gave them a principle to operate by, and that principle was obedient to his very simplistic rules, very simplistic desires. He said, you can eat anything you want in the garden. Look at all this stuff. What? There's popcorn. No, okay, there wasn't popcorn, but there's all this stuff. There's just this one area you got to stay away from. Just this one. You can have anything else, do anything else. Oh, it's awesome. Have a great time. What's the one area they went to? <laughs> the area that they should not have been in or they should not have responded to. Satan brought that temptation. Eve yielded to it. What was in her is in you. And so the understanding of what was pleasurable to the eyes, what was desirable within the heart, that brought about a decision to be independent. Also in that, I mean, there's about 30 teachings in this, but I one of my favorites is... When the enemy said, when you eat this, you'll be like God. So instead of being content and being the creation, they wanted to be an equal. See, everybody's so important about being equal, right? They wanted to be an equal with God. And that sent the earth spinning. And everything that has happened since that, 
with every person that's been born with that same nature has been the spinning of the rebellion against God. In that process, as the earth is spinning and about to go over a cliff, Jesus comes with a lifeboat and says, don't, don't follow that. Don't, don't get on this boat. Get on this boat because this is the only chance you're going to have for you not to spin out of control and crash at the bottom of, of a, you know, of a, you know, a big flooded, um, what is it, Ni- Falls. That's what I was looking for, Niagara Falls. Like, you're about to go over that end. Don't do it. Don't grab my hand. Hurry. And because Adam and Eve messed up, and because since that time every person has messed up, this earth has had sin saturated to such a degree that there's even perversion in nature. What do you mean? All you have to do is read Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 8, and you find out that nature is waiting to be redeemed, waiting for God to pull the trigger. And so while this stuff is in that wait process, while God is adding people to his kingdom, while people are being saved, while the kingdom is advancing, the earth is still spinning in these bad places. And so you sit there and you think, well, why doesn't God just, you know, snap his fingers and make everybody bad, you know, go to hell and everybody good, go to heaven and we'll just be done. And that's primarily because that's where the the issue is of free will. People have to make a decision, a conscious personal decision to follow after God. He knows who's going to make the decision, but you still have to make the decision. And so all these tragedies, all these terrible things, every single thing we've ever seen that's been bad— comes about because of our own sinfulness. Anything good that has ever happened in humanity is the redemptive nature of God through Jesus Christ. So let me explain that. You have to understand, even the Scripture makes it clear that Jesus was what didn't just show up in the New Testament. He's always been a part of it. The gospel's been preached since the very beginning, since Genesis chapter 3. The gospel's been preached, and here's what people tend to miss— While God is bringing more people in, more disasters are taking place on the spinning out of control earth. But there's going to come a point where it stops and the Lord says, that's it. And you think, well, what is that time? How does that work? I don't know. I'm not God. I'm not allowed to tell God what that time is. Here's what I'm absolutely positive of, is that Jesus's entrance into our type of life form was simply for God to say to us, you guys messed up. I'm going to try and help you. You're going to have to jump on board. If you don't jump on board, it's just going to spin worse. And what happens is you have man who does great things, uh, you know, builds great things, also builds incredible ways to destroy and to kill. Man is not just really good at moments of goodness. Man is fantastic at evil. It's like, oh, that's not good. It's like the knowledge of good and evil was in the garden that they were not supposed to touch. And what did they do? They ate, they ate for the fruit. And what does that mean? That means knowledge of good and knowledge of evil, which is why evil continues to grow. And the whole principle there is we need the redemption because of how far off we have gone by rebelling against the Lord. And his, his grace, 
his life-saving situation. He grants it to us. He allows us that opportunity. But we have to make that choice. But there is coming a moment where that time will be rendered over. And the Lord will say, that's it. And, and whenever that time is, you know, that's in definitely in the Lord's hands. In the meantime, you watch this evil. And see, here's the problem. The problem is that society and government teaches, well, man is basically good. That is not taught in Scripture. Man is not basically good. That's absolutely a lie. And you're thinking, no, no, they're made in the image and likeness of God. Yes, but because of sin, it's tarnished. And Jesus, when he was teaching people about prayer, said, if you, you people who are evil, know how to do a few good things, how much more your heavenly father. Jesus identified everybody as evil. No escape. Nobody gets away. Oh, no, no, we're basically good. No, we're basically rotten with a few streaks of good. And that's because of our sin nature that tarnished everything, everybody, and everything we create and touch. And so man was able to devise a machine that could shoot people at a pretty rapid rate. I understand some people use it for sporting. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about people that to use those things and take life. And what did God say about the first person who was going to take life from another? Sin is crouching at the door. We just talked about this, was it yesterday or the day before? Sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Well, the only way to master sin in this society and in this life is through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. Okay? All right. Is that a good answer? That's a good long answer. Well, it's because I'm long-winded. Okay. Great question, Sergio, and you can ask any follow-up you want to, okay? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance and last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from, from authors and from actors and musicians. We are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, 
this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, Good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers yeah, here in absolutely. the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I still owe Sergio a better conclusionary answer. And so many of you are like going, dude, you just talked for like 20 minutes. I understand, but he asked the questions, and I only gave the bottom part of it. I won't spend a lot of time on this, so don't freak out on me. Eh, you can freak out freak out okay anyway so what he was asking though was you got these people that are going to these funerals you got these situations i was kind of laying down that foundation and but i knew i had to take a break so uh laying down that foundation is like well okay but what do you say to these people who are going through these terrible scenarios and you know you you it's not that you go there and you say uh Huh, well, you, know, you deserve it. Everybody deserves it. <laughs> That's not the point. The, the, the idea for every one of us, by the way, in those situations is to be, as Jesus was, a vessel of compassion and hope. And so what happens is you have these terrible things, and they will be thinking, and I've had terrible things happen to me, uh, and, and not to that level, although you know, kind of close, and the point is that it's not the end of life and that with God there is always a, another opportunity or a freeing opportunity to move further on. So the first thing I would say is what do you say to people that go through a, a complete disaster or that are in a complete disaster? And my first response is Jesus brought comfort, love, and hope to humanity. That's the vehicle we want to be for people. We want to be people that say, look, it's – I'm," I, and you don't sit there and say – and let me be careful. You don't say, I know exactly what you're going through if you didn't go through it, okay? You can say, I, I feel for you. I've never – not to the level that you've been in pain. Of course, I've been in pain. But here's the, here's the bottom line. Jesus will not quit on you. He will not abandon you. He will not forget you. And as difficult and as hard as this is and as terrible as this is – if, you know, if you know, with the Lord tarrying, there is yet hope that can still be brought, and good can still, at some point, 
at the right time and in the right way emerge even from something like this. And before everybody goes, well, that's just really a kind of a, a canned answer. More new ministries have been generated out of disastrous situations than anything else. And it's like, it's, it's wrong. That's wrong. The reality check is that God takes those tough, tough moments and pours that compassion into our hearts, even to the people that have gone through them, and some of those people become warriors for causes in good ways. So I'll give you a perfect example, as close as you can get. My grandson is never going to have a functional life that we would consider functional unless the Lord miraculously heals him. My daughter is now a warrior for the cause. That's exactly. Were we happy when it happened? Nope. Were we all crying? Yep. Was there a devastation? Sure. But now we're two years post, and where are we? Every victory is is celebrated. In every moment that she can advance the cause, she senses a great sense of purpose. So it's not the end of things. The Lord allows those graces to streak through humanity as it's still spinning out of control if we can faithfully represent the compassion, the love, and the hope of Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to do because you're not going to stop man from sinning. Society is not going to stop being a mess, but there is a light in the darkness, and you're it. That, that's how it goes. And so we take what's brought before us, we, it, we, we mourn, we weep with them, we laugh with them, we encourage them, we become a part of them, and we try to help build up from there. Because that's the way that the Lord has done it in our lives. We, we broke it and we ruined it. And God said, okay, I'm going to help you fix it. That's that's where it's supposed to come from. So, Sergio, I hope you're listening to the second part because that's I couldn't do that all at one time, so I, I apologize for that. But I just always want you to be able to call in. I want anybody be, to be able to call in. I think it's fair when we ask the Lord, you know, what's going on? All of the great men and women of God through Scripture have, have said, what? What? You think that's – have you read the Psalms? Have you read them? I mean, David says why in the Psalms probably about 60 times. Why? 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 (laughs) Okay. That's a theme right there. All right. So the reason I want to bring that up is because you can't miss that even though we messed it, God is trying to help us fix it and will ultimately just rebuild it. That's why we're not putting a bandage on the old earth. Get it? Okay. We're going to take our break, come back, and then get back into the flow. So you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is great. You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up. Right? See how I can. That one was really good. Okay. Uh... Oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go All right. Uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one? Right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, it's so great. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. There's... I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> Uh, what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. 